Hi there, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and across the Six Nations as Europe's elite go head-to-head in rugby's oldest international competition. Each week, we'll be looking at the QBE predictor, which forecasts the results of each round of matches. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe now and download wherever you get your podcasts. As always, thanks for listening. From London, I'm John Weeks, and this is The Standard. Christmas has officially arrived. Nope, not because festive songs are starting to sneak into radio playlists, not because eggnog is starting to appear on shop shelves again, and not even because the Oxford Street Christmas lights have already been switched on. No, the true sign that the festive season has arrived is of course the release of the Christmas adverts. A magical Christmas Eve. The most wonderful time of year. Five lucky winners waited, then William Conker appeared. Merry Christmas. Oh, hello. I'm right, and my damn friend here is left. Yeah, he does that when he gets excited. Hey, everybody. I hear someone tried to push mackerel for Christmas dinner again this year. The supermarkets have once again produced their own, and this morning, the big one, the John Lewis Christmas advert, was officially launched. And there was even a press event to reveal this year's edition. The likes of Amazon, TK Maxx and clothing brand Barber released their own ads this year. And even Coca-Cola has a new ad for 2023 in place of the classic Holidays Are Coming cola truck video. But which are the best? And how are these highly anticipated yearly Christmas ads evolving? Our commissioning editor and culture writer Vicky Jessup has seen them all. So Vicky, first of all, what have been the highlights for you this year when looking back at all the Christmas ads that have come out so far? Competition's been quite high this year, I'd say. Um, But I think... Yeah, some of the highlights for me have been Oddly Barber. That's kind of been a bit of a standout. They've done a lovely, a very sweet little collaboration with Shaun the Sheep, which is, you know, it's Ardman, so it's obviously like beautifully done and very like gently humorous. There has been Aldi, which have done a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory inspired vegetable utopia Christmas advert which is good fun and I think probably John Lewis just because you know it is an event when the John Lewis Christmas ad comes out and it's just kind of kind of beautifully bonkers basically so it's like a nice unexpected little treat to get before the Christmas season starts in earnest. And as you mentioned the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory reference in the Aldi one have there been any other cultural references in the ads this year that have caught your eye? I think Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is probably the main one for me and I guess of course there's Barber I think Christmas ads in terms of cultural references, I suppose, have mainly kind of stuck to hiring celebrities to kind of inject a little bit of uh, cultural relevance into their ads, I suppose. So Waitrose has um, Graham Norton, Sports Direct has pretty much every, you know, every athlete, footballer and sundry under the sun. The Marks and Spencers advert that they have like celebrities galore, Hannah Waddingham, Tan France. And of course, Asda has Michael Bublé, which was uh, <laughs> quite a shock when I first saw the advert. And Sainsbury's has Rick Astley. So it is just kind of like celebrities galore this year. And I was going to ask you about the celeb cameos. Do you think they add much? In my personal opinion, I don't think a celeb cameo really adds much unless it's done properly, I'd say. Like 
The Sainsbury's adverts literally showed five seconds of Rick Astley standing in the cheese aisle of a Sainsbury's, followed by like a kind of a weak joke about how he's never going to give up cheese, something along those lines. And, you know, I don't think that really, I don't think that really adds much to the advert. I think um, if it's done right, then it can be, it can be great. I mean, you know, getting a celebrity maybe to like the John Lewis, like sing the, sing the Christmas ad soundtrack, that makes it nice. But I think, I think at this point we're so saturated with celebrities that it has to be something quite special to stand out. And for a few years now, it has seemed like there's been a similar storyline among a few of the Christmas adverts. The sort of storyline which is a child makes friends with an animal or a creature and then that creature then ends up giving them a gift. Do you think that's sort of been done now and we, we could do without those from now? I think Christmas is inherently for kids, isn't it? Like the kind of magic and joy and wonder of it is at its most potent when you're a child. And I think everyone likes to remember that magic. And so it's not a surprise really that Christmas adverts have. They're so children-centric. I think it has been done quite a lot. Again, if, if you're not going to do it well, like John Lewis, I think it's almost worth not trying. But to be fair to advertisers, they have tried to branch out recently. You know, the Amazon Prime Christmas advert has three old ladies going down a hill to get, you know, sledging down a hill together. And that's probably one of the sweetest adverts I've seen this year. So yeah, I think they are trying to branch out a little bit, which is a relief. But yeah, I don't know. I think, I think it makes sense it always comes back to kids because they're the kind of target market almost. Time for a quick ad break, but before that, we have a brand new podcast to tell you about. Here's Katie Strick to tell you more. The rom-com. If there's one thing we Londoners like to turn to as the night store in and the air gets decidedly chillier, it's a good love story. Is there anything more heartwarming than a soothing dose of love actually or the holiday in the run-up to Christmas? Uh, yes, actually, as it happens. The magic in it is like, there were like 8 million people in London or something and we would have never have met. It felt like a little electric spark on my hand. And I said to Mum, I just think I met the woman I'm going to marry. London Love Stories with Katie Strick. A shiny new, refreshingly uplifting and somewhat rollercoaster filled podcast from The Standard. I was moving to London with my boyfriend two days in. He breaks up with me. She vote for Brexit. And I was like, oh, God, like, it felt like a dagger in the heart. I looked at my phone, deleted my apps, and I said, that's it, I'm never dating again. The right one will find me. Featuring all the same tear-jerking, goosebump-generating, feel-good-inducing endorphins as your favourite films. Except, well, these stories actually happened. My heart was thumping, like, really, I could feel it in my chest. And I just thought, I should see if I can find him. That's right, London. Expect real couples talking about their screen-worthy meet-cutes, will-they-won't-they-get-togethers and sliding doors moments. I couldn't imagine my life without you in it. No, I couldn't imagine my life without you in it. That's lucky. <laughs> London Love Stories with Katie Strick. That's me. Launches on Thursday, the 9th of November, with brand new feel-good episodes dropping every week throughout November and December. Give us a follow wherever you get your podcasts. You won't want to miss a single one. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. John Lewis have gone in an interesting direction, in my opinion, this year with this sort of creature being a Venus flytrap. What did you make of, of that decision, I suppose? I went to a screening for the John Lewis advert earlier this week and the, uh, <laughs> the people that I was sitting at the screening with, the John Lewis people were all watching me like a hawk, like waiting to see my response when obviously it's this twist and it's a Venus flytrap. Um, I thought it was very sweet, to be honest. John Lewis kind of pioneered the schmouncy, heartstring-tugging Christmas ad. And I think at this point... All the other retailers are trying to do the same thing. You know, Boots has this, like, story of a mum and child trying to go and find Father Christmas together. And God Little has this heartbreaking one where it's a little raccoon, you know, trying to make friends with the family in whose garden it lives. And, yeah, that's, that's like, proper John Lewis stuff. So, no, I think it's nice they're trying to pivot to go in a more upbeat direction, to be honest. I think it needs to innovate. The Christmas ad space needs to innovate in order to stay fresh. So, um, yeah, I think it was good. I think it was beautifully unexpected, which is kind of what you want to stand out these days. And you highlighted at the start the Barber advert, the sort of collab with Sean the Sheep. Seeing brands that niche getting involved this year and more and more trying to get a piece of what I like to call the mince pie... Do you think people want more of these adverts or do you think people are sort of knocking on the door of getting fed up with them? It's quite hard to tell. I read some statistics recently that said lots of people watch Christmas adverts and kind of get inspiration for their Christmas presents for them. I think it does feel like we're getting a little bit oversaturated. You know, the amount of money that advertisers spend on these adverts trying to like make them stand out for each other, I think... That was a ridiculous sum, £9.5 billion is the sum that advertisers are expected to spend during the Christmas season. You know, that's not all adverts, but a significant chunk of it will be. So clearly, they're not going away. I think at this point, as I said before, you really need to have something special to stand out. Otherwise, you might, not, you might as well not bother, almost. <laughs> yeah, I guess time will tell, to be honest. You know, the John Lewis advert has still caused a minor stir when it launched, so clearly there is a public appetite for it. So, yeah, I'll be interested to see where we are in five years, whether the hype has died down. But currently it still seems to be going strong. If you sort of take this year's Christmas ads as a whole, first of all, are there any that stand out for you this year that can sort of pass the test of time? And how do you think this year's compare to some of the previous years we've had? I think the standard of adverts generally is quite high these days. So... Maybe the John Lewis one, I guess every John Lewis advert, you know, gets a lot of love. Again, this one is quite unexpected and fun. So I think that will probably, you know, be watched and rewatched over the Christmas period and probably the next Christmas period. In terms of classics, nothing that stands out this year, to be honest, actually. Nothing that springs to mind. Barber, Chorn the Sheep, that's a nice and fun one. I think it's not been a vintage year for Christmas adverts, to be honest. My personal favourite, I think, is the 2014 Sainsbury's Christmas ad, which was the centenary of the First World War, you know, showed soldiers playing football in the, in the trenches. I remember watching that and absolutely just weeping. So there haven't been any big weepies this year, which is probably, you know, good for my, uh, good for my hanky. 
So yeah, actually, I think I am still waiting to be impressed. There's more news, interviews and analysis in the Standard newspaper and at standard.co.uk. Thanks for listening. We're back tomorrow afternoon at four o'clock.